0: Welcome to episode four of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Friday, November 8th, and I am joined, as always, by Big Dog. Big Dog, how you doing, buddy?
1: B-Rob, how are you doing?
0: Good, good. It's good to see you. I'm sorry we haven't been here the last week or so. We were both very busy and had some under-the-weather issues, but we're all chilling to go now. And we're excited to talk some football, talk some basketball. Um, So today's podcast... We are going to go over a little of just the storylines in the NFL to start it off, and we're going to talk a little NBA, and then we're going to go into this weekend's NFL games and our picks. So again, this is the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, and let's get into it. Big dog, uh, last night was a tough night. The Chargers lose to the Raiders. Um, The Chargers had the ball left with... A minute left, three timeouts, down by two, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. And they threw eight straight incomplete passes, or excuse me, seven straight, and the eighth was an interception. An interception. The Chargers season is over. And that sucks. But what sucks, maybe even more, is that this could be the end of Phillip Rivers that was a rough day
1: yesterday for him that was tough
0: it's tough because i mean when you look at the combination of like teams that really like if okay that didn't come out right but if so if you want to look at teams who really need a good offensive line the teams that would come to mind would really be like patriots saints chargers why because those quarterbacks are older not necessarily as mobile, and older, you don't want him taking hits. And so, and Rivers, I would argue, is the most, or the slowest of those three. Definitely. And so he's never had a good offensive line, and this these this this year, their offensive line is terrible, and I just can't think of a worse combination to have.
1: And Okum's out, too. So Okum's you know,
0: out, I mean, just mistakes left and right. Linemen, you know. But at the same time, and I'm the— I, I love Philip Rivers more than any sports athlete ever, <laughs> I, and it's gonna rip my heart if he leaves. But I, I don't think he. I see. I was talking to you this about this last night, and we were talking about whether or not Phil would leave or he'd just retire. And you said that he, you thought he would retire because he doesn't want to move his family. And I was like, no, I think Phil has that fight in him. He's a dog, you know. He wants to win. But then I was thinking about it more. I think this might be it. And I think if the Chargers don't have someone lined up like that's stupid to get rid of Philip Rivers hastily like that. Yes. Because like worst-case scenario need to have a backup plan cuz this yeah, team can compete. It can compete and Philip Rivers is a good quarterback. Yeah. So like what would suck is if the Chargers are like all right, we're done with Rivers, we're going to take some Maybe pick up someone who we're not sure about, or draft someone in from twelve to fifteen who's not a top QB. I mean, there's some good QBs in this draft class, but what if Philip Rivers just went and signed with like the fucking Bears? They're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they would be a Super Bowl contender. So that's the thing. That would be the worst thing ever. And I would, honest to God, I've told you this poor. I would root for whatever team Philip Rivers is on for that yeah, year. I know. And. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, even if the Chargers played them, it's like, oh, I'm going to root for Anthony Lynn over fucking Philip Rivers? Fuck that. Anthony Lynn's an idiot. Because I think the Titans would be the realistic spot for him. Yeah. And, I mean, Vrabel, I, I just bet, would love it, Rivers. But, I don't yeah. see it happening. Um, hopefully they can maybe, I mean, I think the season's over. But theoretically, 10-6, and 9-7 and 7 could get you into some of these, into that six seed in the AFC. But the problem is... They've lost. They're losing all the tiebreakers. They lost to the Titans. They lost to the Raiders. It's, it, they've just lost too many dumb games. And how the fuck did they beat the Packers? Well, I know Demolish how. demolished them. The Chargers are good. Also at, that we saw them move the ball yesterday. They
1: were moving the ball. They dominated that game for most of the
0: Yeah. And it just sucks. It's, it's a solemn way to start the pod, I know, but... What did you think of the offensive coordinator, the new guy? I, I like some of the new play calling, but then again, we or the Chargers had eight plays that didn't get a yard. Yeah, but against the Raiders defense, that is young and not that good. I mean, he yeah, looked good There were some errant throws, though. There were, there some, were some errant throws, but yeah. I mean, at a certain point, like no one was open. When you were looking at those Phil there was chances Phil could have maybe, but it's not like I mean, he was throwing I in the cover every time. part of it time. too is
1: like he just can't. I don't think he can extend the play very well anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's part and of it. So A lot of the games need to happen quickly. So I understand, but I just don't think he moves well in the pocket to create, you know, an extra little rollout to the right or something like that. Oh,
0: definitely. Um, but, and it sucks. But uh, I guess that's to be determined. We'll see how the rest of the year f- finishes out for the Chargers. Um, I'm just going to end this by saying, I love you, Philip Rivers, and thank you. Do you think you. he's done?
1: Is this it? As of today?
0: No. I would say he probably has one more year. Okay. But uh, people are quick to jump on him. People are quick to announce it's over. I mean – do it with Brady and Breeze, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, if the Patriots lose, like, what was that three years ago when the Patriots lost the Chiefs, and it's like, oh, Tom Brady's. Gone. And if Eli Manning gets two or three years, in yeah, his like, attempts. You remember that whole yeah. quarterback thing? Wait a second. But let, let Phil <laughs> not like if Phil's not going to be amazing, well, let him just. Danny the- Jones isn't doing much right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the next thing. We're gonna go to um, or actually, we'll just stay with the NFL and we'll get circle back to the NBA later. I just had a question for you. Did okay. the Raiders win the Khalil Mack trade?
1: I'm gonna say yes because I'm sure it created cap space. It was able that to get draft. Twenty-five picks. million
0: dollars was. Cleo's they have contract. a culture.
1: They put people that want to win there. Mm-hmm. And they got. That's Josh, the most Josh important Jacobs thing. they the players, and Josh Jacobs is a beast. But they have a winning culture, and Gruden.
0: Yeah, and is my the next note was, I hate how much I love John Gruden. He's so fun to watch. He's so great. I don't know. I love that man, and I hate the Raiders, but he makes me weirdly like them. And I hate them. I hate them, but it's just like, I freaking love John Gruden. I really wanted the Chargers to get him. Um, the Raiders are 5-4. and four. They're going to be a serious contender for that sixth. I think they're making the playoffs. I think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. Wow. Because they Which have a relatively easy schedule going forward. Um, Steelers, better than the
1: Steelers. They're better, they're better, the better than Steelers. the Steelers. They're better than the Titans. They're better, better than, than the, the Jags.
0: They're better than the Chargers. Yeah. This, the Raiders are probably going to make the playoffs. Um, and then let's go over... This was five days ago now but uh the pats lost by 17 to the baltimore ravens lamar jackson lit it up looked amazing he has solidified himself in the mvp conversation as now um as of right now absolutely um the patriots i'm i'm not too worried about this loss at all because i think um i know it's like kind of like cliche to say oh it's good to lose one but it's kind of like a wake-up call for them
1: it's really hard to go undefeated so i think By default, they're going to lose a couple of these games, and it happened to the Ravens, who are very good. Mm -hmm. Week eight on the road. Lamar Jackson's hard
0: to figure out the first time, but Bill Belichick. You you stole my point there. I have something to say about that. So I've been um, criticized for my take that Baker Mayfield, I'd rather have going forward Baker Mayfield than Lamar Jackson. Yes. And so you might think after these last three weeks that I'm like, fuck, that was stupid. But if you think that's what I'm gonna say, you don't know me. I am doubling down on that statement. <laughs> Hear me out. Lamar Jackson is better than Baker Mayfield right now. I accept that. But listen to this. People figure out Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the next time he plays the Patriots, is gonna suck in the playoffs. You saw that with the Chargers last year, and I mean, that's because yeah, they beat him Week 14. Q-bies couple weeks later, they put seven defensive backs. People are going them. to figure out Lamar Jackson. The pa- Teddy Bruschi talked about this a little after the Patriots game. And the success the Patriots had, or maybe he tweeted it, in that game when the Patriots were having success, they were QB spying and containing Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, obviously, that didn't work. Lamar Jackson, they won by 17. But what I'm saying is the NFL is really smart. People are going to figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson. And then so you're saying, like, okay, Brian, so what, that people are going to learn to stop Lamar Jackson? Baker Mayfield sucks. Well, here's what I'll say to that. If you look at Baker Mayfield's stats, the last eight games of last year, they're better than anything Lamar Jackson has done in terms of efficiency passing. I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson is a different animal when it comes to the running. Run but what I think right now with Baker Mayfield, I don't think he could be in a worse situation. And I know that sounds crazy, like, Brian, he has OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb. The Browns. He's on the Browns. He has Freddie Kitchens, who is in way way over his head and does not know what he's doing. And he's surrounded by clowns like Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, who can't... They're 2-6, and and they're fucking getting almost kicked out of games for cleats. It's like, dude...
1: And guess who's coming back this week? Kareem Hunt.
0: Oh, Kareem Hunt. Another wild card. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, like... This is not, like, Baker right now is not playing as well as Lamar Jackson. That is correct. But I think there's a lot of room for him to grow and improve when he gets a better coach. And just, I guess my main point is down the road I'd rather have Baker because I think in the NFL, with all mobile quarterbacks, eventually you get figured out in your tendencies. I mean, look at Cam Newton. I, I think it- Colin Kaepernick. The
1: injury aspect, too, and is the, the biggest thing. Because who's going to last? He can't rush Colin 20 Kaepernick times like a game for order. five to six years. It's yeah. impossible and to be Chris McCaffrey. This really
0: reminds me of Kaepernick. And it's just because Colin Kaepernick, when he first came into the NFL, I was like, Holy fuck! This guy might be the greatest quarterback I have ever seen because he was fast and he could throw the ball. What was it like a hundred miles an hour? He threw. The no, ball? what was his one hundred
1: forty-five million dollar contract too? Yeah.
0: Deal? And he was great. <laughs> but eventually, teams figure out those schemes. And I mean, you could argue with Kaepernick that losing Harbaugh and all that didn't help. But what I'm saying is that was- pocket passers have a longer shelf life in the NFL. And I could be wrong about all this cuz maybe the NFL is changing. And you're going to say that mobile quarterbacks are what you need, but
1: look at Tom Brady though. I mean, he's 45 and so absolute pocket passer.
0: Yeah. Um look at Tom Brady though. I mean, he's 45 and it's so It's just the mobile quarterbacks so it'll be passer. interesting to figure out um, what but how they go forward, I guess. Um and we're going to, to take a little break out. and then we'll get right back in to a couple NBA thoughts that I have. Um, and we're going to take a little break and then we'll get
1: right
0: back in to a couple NBA thoughts that I have. Alright, we're back here on the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. I'm joined by Big Dog and we're going to, we just talked about Some NFL storylines now we're gonna do a quick little NBA chat Um, in the next week or two I'll be having my friend Alex Cantor on to do a whole NBA just deep dive on everything this season look at futures look at um MVP candidates uh over unders for win totals we're gonna do like a a month into the season check-in but so right now Andrew and I are just gonna talk about a couple things and What I have to talk about is the Warriors. (laughs) The Warriors, as many of you all know, are tanking. Clay Thompson, out for the season with an ACL injury. Steph Curry is now announced out for the season because it is worse than expected with a left wrist or hand injury. Hmm. So both of them will not be playing this entire year. And Draymond Green has a ligament in his finger, and he'll be out for three to five days. And I expect that will be a theme because I believe that the Warriors will be
1: Purposely benching him. Right? Purposely
0: benching him. I mean, I, I think, which is smart, because when you look at all the miles that Draymond has, Treat
1: it's him kind like of, Kawhi.
0: Yeah, treat him like Kawhi. I mean, there's really no point. And to, the reason I brought this up, and I'm it's taking me a while to say this, is that I'm keeping receipts, big dog. You know, I see everything. Know. I see all the stupid fucking Clippers fans. That's what I'll say. You know who you are. All the shit about how, oh, the Warriors had this, now it's our time. First of all, you're the fucking Clippers. It will never be your time. If you here you want to know something, Andrew? That's a fact. If Limiting. the Clippers win the NBA title, they will be booed at their own championship parade. <laughs> I mean, we I'll haven't say seen that it again. happen, but if this the is a Clippers great win the NBA title, they will be booed at their own championship parade. All right? <laughs> I guarantee it. Okay. So shut up, Clippers fans. Enjoy your year. I think the Lakers are going to beat them now from what I've been seeing out of LeBron and AD. They look fucking unstoppable. Taking LeBron and AD over anyone yeah, this year in the playoffs. I'm worried with the shoulders of Paul George, but – and then a thing came out today also about – I think it was Pat Bev, but it was a it was an anonymous quote from somebody in the Western Conference, a player on a contender, saying how they like seeing the Warriors down. They like put seeing Steph with the towel over his head. And it's just like, holy shit, you guys. Steph lives in your head. <laughs> he drives them crazy. What was uh, Patrick Beverly? Oh, yeah, Patrick Beverly. The, other, the opening night for the Warriors, he goes up to Curry. Stephen Curry, two-time NBA, NBA MVP, three-time NBA champion, the greatest shooter of all time. And that bum Patrick Beverly comes up to him and says, you guys had the league, now it's mine. And Curry responds, dude, you're 31. And it's like Patrick Beverly. The league will never be worse because if the Clippers are good, it will be be, because of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And fuck you, Patrick (laughs) Beverly. You're talking to Steph. Steph's one of the top 20 greatest NBA players of all time. Like, shut the fuck up. And so that's why I'm keeping receipts. I know who's talking shit. And next year... When the Warriors come back with a healthy Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and a top five NBA pick, get ready, Clippers. We're going to shit on your bed. It's the the disrespect thrown at Steph Curry, I'm realizing, is that they just can't handle the fact that the guy that looks so small is owning them and clowning them while he's doing it. And it's like it sucks. Because you see LeBron kick your ass or KD kick your ass, and it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. Look at him. Steph, <laughs> Steph's a family man, and he is kicking everyone's ass, having a good time doing it, and obviously people can't handle it because when Steph is hurt and down, they're still talking about him. So enjoy this year. I'll be back. I will be back. And, Andrew um, – Following that, I just have a question for you: How are the Bucks doing? We miss Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, that was my follow up question: Was how's Malcolm Brogdon doing? Very, very good, really good, and it's sad. Yeah, so, so let's highlight. To... Let's highlight what the the huge error by the Bucks was. So last year in I want to say it was December, December it? January. The Bucks signed re-upped um, Eric Bledsoe to five years, $70 million. I think it was something around there. 570 yes. And um, knowing that the upcoming summer, you had Chris Middleton as a free agent and Malcolm Brogdon and Brooke Rookie Lopez. of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. Yes. And what the Bucks did was really weird because the previous year, so this is two NBA playoffs ago, Terry Rozier ate <laughs> Eric Bledsoe alive. I Got in that. his head... And it was just pathetic. And so going out of those playoffs, it was like, man, Eric Bledsoe sucks in the playoffs. And so before they even see him play in the playoffs again, they re-up him. And I know this; I'm just describing your misery to you, but I'm just trying to paint the picture.
1: That is exactly what happened. Six months later, after Terry Rozier
0: lit him up, up, gets the extension. And then four months after that extension, what happens? He does terrible in the playoffs again. So then you're forced into a situation where you have to go over the salary cap and into the luxury tax to resign Brogdon, Middleton and Lopez and for some reason the Bucks decided to let Malcolm Brogdon go and i would argue that i think Giannis is great enough to overcome something like this but this could be a serious i don't know i don't know what the right word for it is like a serious threat or danger yeah to the first part of Giannis' career. And I don't necessarily think Giannis is going to leave the Bucks because of this. I think he's going to stay with the Bucs. So do I, I. For some reason, I just really think that. So I don't think it's going to be like, oh, they fucked this up, and so Giannis left. It's just going to be more like, oh, damn. You they wasted screwed up three or four years. Two or three years, years yeah. of Giannis, and then it's going to be in like three years. Like, shit. I wish we had Malcolm Brogdon.
1: What was it? Was his contract the same thing, too?
0: Malcolm Brogdon, I was four or five years for 80 it was a little I mean, more expensive than Bledsoe, so but, but the bucks could have gone into the luxury the luxury cap to get that deal done but they would have to pay the luxury should tax. they should have done that because if you're a serious contender with when you have someone like Giannis Antetokounmpo you pay you the doing,
1: luxury tax when you're in you Buy now
0: it. you do it and that's how you get titles so tough tough looks for the bucks there but i mean hey they're still doing well this year i believe they'll be in the eastern conference finals the one thing I want to ha- say really quick, and then we're going to move to NFL Week 10, Gordon Hayward is coming back. 39 points the other night. Um, we always said that that was a two-year injury because yeah. when you saw him last year, and if you don't remember this when Gordon Hayward was killing it on the Jazz. He wasn't like a J.J. Redick white guy. He took the ball to the hole and was a great distributor. So he would drive hard and dunk and play great defense. And the thing that was missing last year was exactly that, because his body he wasn't one hundred percent comfortable. He didn't want to leave his feet, and because he, I mean, I un- I can understand after suffering an injury like that the psychological effect that that would have on you. So it's just really cool to see him kind of coming back, because I, it, he's a great player to watch. Oh my goodness, folks! We have breaking news. Breaking news here on the Pineapple Couch. The NCAA has ruled Memphis forward center James Wiseman, who is the leading candidate for the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft, ineligible. Memphis will no longer have James Wiseman, who is projected, along with LaMelo Ball, to be the number one pick. Wow. That is huge. I mean, I, I this is just breaking news. We're just getting this right now. That is wild. So the NCAA tournament, I mean, uh, is going to be wide open this year. We were already talking about that uh, yesterday. Yeah. Because of this, the the the, the 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 top recruits are more spread out than years past. You know. For sure. So, wow, that's a bombshell. All right. James Wiseman. Well, with that, James Wiseman, no longer eligible for this year at Memphis, and he again is projected to be the number one pick in the draft. Huge news, folks. All right, let's go. Into NFL week 10. We will have our records next week after you. So we'll have, because we'll have had three podcasts recorded. And so we'll go over our records and then we'll come up with some sort of reward or punishment going forward in the season. I don't know. And then if you want to compete with us, feel free to text me or send in, tweet, tweet at us um, your best bets. And if you beat me, maybe. I'll give you something, or maybe you can just come taunt me on the podcast. Who knows? (laughs) All right, so let's get into Week 10. Um, We're just going to go through some of the bigger games. A lot of teams on by this week. Um, So let's start with the Browns versus the Bills. The Browns are favored in this game by two and a half points at home against the Bills, and many, including, I think, us, we've marked the Browns as done. Yes. But I weirdly think that this is a stay-away weird game. I'm staying away, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I could see, Mah- or not Mahomes, excuse me, Baker, kind of see with the fuck you game, you know? Of like, oh, I'm annoying, you're going to make all these memes about me with my mustache shaved and in some trench coat. I am was the number one pick, and I'm still a decent quarterback. I could see that happening against the Bills, but I also think the Bills are good, and I love Josh Allen. So I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills should be favored. It's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, I do too. This is disrespectful. This is very disrespectful. Like two for the and bills. five, two and six, Browns. But the the emergent, the threat of the emergence of OBJ, kind of makes me afraid of this game. You think it's over fifteen targets this game? That'd be a lot, in... <laughs> Maybe, but I would have thought that would have happened last week and the week before. This Browns team, Freddie Kitchens, is making yeah, no sense. Having that So tantrum, um but it's well, getting I, ready. Yeah. What I will say is uh the Bills I'll tease this is I might I might be teasing the Bills. So I'm teasing okay. about teasing the Bills. Okay. So stay tuned for that, folks. Next game we have is Chiefs at the Titans. The Chiefs are favored by six. Patrick Mahomes is back. I mean Spoiler alert, Andrew and I both have this as a best bet. This is money. I mean, Mahomes versus Tannehill. That's Mahomes is coming Mahomes back. Mahomes is back. Against and, the... Andrew, to all the fellow gamblers out there, you included, Big Doug, Patrick Mahomes right now, odds to win MVP, plus 1,200. Plus 1,200. Ooh. Who do they have as a the... oh, Russell right now? 12 to 1. It's like Russell, Lamar, uh, okay. um... If the Chiefs just go undefeated go the rest of the year, <laughs> I could totally see Mahomes. I could see Mahomes is the best touchdowns. player in the
1: NFL. Yeah, and so, Tyreek Hill's back, and Matt yeah. Moore looked so, made him look good. I think he I'm
0: going good. to be making a, an investment into Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes for MVP at 12 to one odds. It's very nice, um, but I think the Chiefs are going to kill the Titans in this game. Uh, and yeah, this is going to be a best bet for Big Dog and I. Later, And let's move into this next game. you got the Kyle Allen, Christian McCaffrey Panthers at the Packers. So the Panthers are actually getting a decent amount of respect, I think, with this line. The Packers are only favored by 5.5. And And I think the reason the Panthers are getting this 5.5, and and I could see even it it maybe could go down to like 4.5, because Packers' run D isn't great. Right. And Christian McCaffrey is is great. great. (laughs) So and not to sh- add more shit onto the chargers but i heard this this week that so in 2006 lt had the most fantasy points ever christian mccaffrey is on pace to shatter that by 80 points wow <laughs> now, lt had 31 touchdowns that year 32 Dude, i know he had 28 rushing touchdowns and he but threw he threw a couple and caught a couple i think it was 31 yeah so that's insane what christian mccaffrey is doing but the reason I like the Packers in this game is because Aaron Rodgers bounced back. The Packers just got the shit kicked out of them by the Chargers, who then went and laid an egg on national TV to the Raiders. I think pa- Aaron Rodgers is going to be angry. I think they're going to really beat down the Panthers. Unfortunately, Lambe, even right? though I, Yeah. Even though I think the Panthers are good, I mean, four or five touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers on the table. I think he's going to have a huge game. Um it'll be interesting to see if the Packers can get their run game going against a good Carolina defense because when the Packers get the run game going, they look unstoppable. Aaron Jones is a menace. Um so that's that game. Um for more on that, for more on the Packers, uh maybe I might have a best bet on that, who knows. Um our next game, we got the Vikings at the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by three, so they're saying that on a neutral field that this would be a pick them uh, For me, this is just like a trap. It's just two weird teams that I can never count on, and no matter what, if I bet for them or against them, they fuck me over. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that you're on the same boat, right? Yes. I mean, it's Kirk Cousins who can't beat a good team. That's yeah. the Cowboys who just, can't win a primetime game. Yeah, and this so, is so it's so hard. That was my next note is that if you're if you're gonna bet on this game, I get I think you have to bet the Cowboys because Kirk Cousins doesn't beat winning teams. Yeah,
1: I just, that's don't just like he just consider doesn't the do Cowboys it. a winning team. But they are. <laughs> kind of. It's, Both be eight
0: and eight. <laughs> that's true, but like I this is a stay away. This for is me. a stay away, absolutely for me, but it's gonna be a great game to watch. That's why I wanted to bring it for up. Sure. Um excited to see what Cowboys happens. Cowboys defense, Jalen Smith, and hopefully Vander Ash is back he had the neck Mm -hmm. injury last week but Sean Lee looked really good um them versus uh Dalvin Cook that'll be fun I'm really excited to see that and the Vikings got a good defense and so it'll be fun to see what Elliott and Dak and Cooper can come up with so looking forward to that game next game we're going to talk about is the Rams at the Steelers um the Rams are favored by four um they're five and three now and I believe it was three weeks ago on this very podcast that we were saying that the Rams were at three and three and the world was on fire and everyone wanted to get rid of Jared Goff, which I got very angry about because he just took you to a Super Bowl. You ungrateful fucks. Imagine having your favorite quarterback be Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. So <laughs> shut up. Um, but the Rams now five and three. They're on the rise. Just like we talked about. We knew this was going to happen. And I love the Rams minus four here. I think the Steelers suck. I think the only reason the Steelers beat the Colts last week was because Jacoby Brissett got hurt and Brian Hoyer almost beat them. Yes, coming off a bye, too. Going Rams, Rams. Coaching, 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 coaching. And even though Mike Tomlin isn't a bad coach, Sean McVay is certainly a better coach in my opinion. Um, And then last game I want to talk about, which this might be a stay away. I don't know. I might be teasing it a little, but it's certainly the game of the week. It's Monday Night Football. Seahawks at 49ers. Holy hell, this is awesome. A prime time battle between, I think, or I mean the Saints, but the two of the top three teams in the NFC. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. You're coming off the Niners just beat the Cardinals and Jimmy G threw four touchdowns. So that's something, like, even though he's played good all year, it was really encouraging to see that. You know the Niners have a great running game. But on the other hand, Seattle. Russell Wilson is on fire. I'm taking the MVP plus six points. That is smart.
1: I, I don't think Russell Wilson would lose by a touchdown on Monday night. A rivalry I game. I could agree more. They are going to stay in. it. I think this is the game the Niners lose. See, I don't think they're going to. They're not going to go undefeated. Yeah, and
0: I, I, if anyone's going to beat them, I definitely could see this, this as would put a, trap a one game. game behind the Seahawks it is for the rest in of the in San way. Francisco though. Or Santa Clara, where the fuck they play. I don't care. But, um, taking the what MVP I will paper. say is I love your pick of the Seahawks plus six because you're, that's totally right. Russell Wilson, if he's going to lose, it's going to be by a field goal. I kind of am leaning that the Niners might take this one and then lose in the next one in Seattle. But if they did win, I only seeing it be by a field goal. So you're Seattle plus six. Looks Every great. game's close. Yeah. Um, Alright, so now that we've ran through all those games, is there anything in the NFL you wanted to touch on before we get into our best bets?
1: I'm just ready to let the the world know about my teaser.
0: Alright, well, how about you start us off with that teaser. Do you want to start us off with that? It's a six-point teaser.
1: Okay. We've got three teams for you. We've got the Saints at minus eight. They're 14-point favorites against the Falcons. I don't think it's any problem. Saints are coming off a bye. Alvin Kamara's back, and Drew Brees is back. First game, little reunion. Don't worry about it. Chiefs would just be a pick so they'd be zero. Pat Mahomes, they're going to freaking win. And then, I'm throwing in the Seahawks to get plus 12, because there's no way in...
0: Yeah, I Seahawks like aren't losing by 14. All right, so to recap, you had the... Saints minus eight. Saints minus eight. Chiefs at zero. And then Seahawks plus 12. Correct, and that is plus 150. Okay, and that's a teaser, and then... So I guess we're going to start with teasers this week, because... You're just so excited about it and I see why. And then we'll get into best bets after that. I have one teaser to start off. I have so the Ravens are favored by ten and a half at the Bengals. I got that down to four and a half. And then I got the Saints at are favored by thirteen and a half versus the Falcons. So I got that down to Saints minus seven and a half. I really like that teaser. So that's gonna be the first of my two teasers this week. Look at me. And then the second teaser is one that I need a little help from you, big dog on. So I have three options for you. Okay. And I think I just you made my mind up in your Seahawks rant. But so the first option I have Bills plus eight and a half versus the Browns. That's a lock for me that's gonna be in this. I teased it a little earlier in the show. If the Browns win this game, I think it's gonna be like by a field goal or like two points, four points, something weird. I love the Bills plus eight and a half. They play close games, they have a good defense. It's gonna be like 17 to 12. Something yeah. weird. So Bills plus eight and a half I love. And then I'm deciding in between these two things. The Packers in a pick'em against the Panthers, or for better odds, the Niners in a pick'em against the Seahawks, and so you have done a very good job of convincing me that the Seahawks are gonna—they're not gonna lose I'm not by to lot. a lot. Roll, but this will be a great game. But so I'm tend—I'm tending to lead to the Packers with versus against the Panthers in a pick'em. So I'd pair Bills plus eight and a half against the Browns with the Packers in a pick'em. And I think the Packers are going to beat the Panthers. And that's okay. a less of a risk than choosing the Niners. You see what I mean? I would take the Packers over the
1: Panthers. Though. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm going to go with that second teaser. Sorry, that was confusing. But that's what we do here. We talk it out. We we get to know oh, each sure. other. Yeah. Um, so the second teaser, you got the Bills plus 8.5 at the Browns. And then you got the Packers in a pick em against the Panthers now let's go ahead and get into our best bets of the week and big dog chime in if you have any of the same ones as i do because over the course of the show i think by your hand raising i noticed that we might have a few of the same so let's go over it and again we're going to have these picks out there next or we're going to have our records out there next week and you can maybe send in some picks to us and we can do some sort of thing with that especially we're going to be doing something like that for the ncaa tournament so (laughs) keep that in mind um First best bet I have is Chiefs minus six at the Titans. Andrew's hand is in the air. He also has that. I mean, it's pretty simple. I think the Chiefs are going to kill the Titans. So don't Patrick Mahomes so is back. He's going to have a big game. He's got Tyreek Hill back. You mentioned that earlier. It's very nice. Next game, Rams minus four at the Steelers. Big Dog's hand is in the air again. Um, it's pretty simple. I don't think the Steelers are that good, and I think the Rams are coming off a bye. Correct. Sean McVay over Mike Tomlin. That's all you need to know. That's, that's all it is. Um, and then, uh, Panthers at Packers. Packers are favored, or not favored. Or, yeah, they are. Sorry. The Packers are favored by five and a half. I love the Packers there. That is my third best bet. So, to recap, I have Chiefs minus six, Rams minus four, Packers minus five and a half. And, Big Dog, give us your third because you have those first two.
1: It's the Seahawks plus six on Monday night. I I like that bet. Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah. So, and that's definitely going to be an entertaining game. So, it's always fun to have money on something like that. Um, And that's really all we have for the Pineapple Couch this week, folks. Again, next week, expect some basketball talk. um, And we're going to get back to the Battle of the Week stuff next week. So get excited for that. Um, Send us your picks. You know, you can send them to me on Twitter, at Brob Stark. You can send them to Andrew, at Mr. Dog, D-A-W-G. And then um, enjoy this weekend of football. You got some great NFL games. You got LSU-Alabama on Saturday, Penn State-Minnesota. And the NBA is going. I mean, college basketball is back. This is one of the best times of the year. Um, So thank you for listening to the Pineapple Couch. Thank you, Big Dog. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week.